0: The following is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, and callers and are not necessarily those of the Roman Show Network, its management, or other
1: advertisers.
0: Listen to their struggles. They turn them into trials. In a city full of challenges, they only search for victory, and nothing will hold them back. These are their stories. So sit back, relax, and welcome to their city. Wrestle City Radio. And hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Russell City Radio. I am your host, George Alonzo. I'm more than happy to present this special edition. Well, technically, it's before the 4th of July, but a special, very special edition of before 4th of July episode of Russell City where we w- we're welcome into their city to hear their stories of struggles turn into triumph. But, of course, we cannot have a party we cannot have a 4th of July without a quote unquote chaperone. He's here to make sure that the <laughs> law, yeah, that the law is in order. Unfortunately, he's he, for Christ's sake, I'm here trying to pick up a beer and he slaps my hand and he says, no drinking. I, I'm talking about the law, Ray Ramundo. How are you doing, Ray? <laughs> I'm
1: back once again. This show is about to become the law radio because you guys are paying me so damn much. The budget must be out of order.
0: Listen, the point is, I don't know why Lorraine does this to me. Uh, I feel like she wants to make me broke. First, she (laughs) signed Red Velvet to a four-digit deal. Next minute, I see you uh, uh, coming back again, and you work by the paycheck. It's like I I can't stand the fact of all this money that's coming out of my pocket just to pay you and Red Velvet, but it, it I guess, is worth it for Red. I, I, I'm not sure about you.
1: Oh, you're gonna want me back because I bring the views. I bring everyone because they want to see the law, and if they don't see the law, they're not gonna see you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's well, get into the world I... of wrestling because you're already hearing my ego. So. <laughs> well, can
0: I have a beer now?
1: No, drinking on the job. But no fire cars. Damn it. Damn, illegal,
0: it. Folks. Damn it.
1: Part Damn it. Damn it. Correctly. it's fourth of July. <laughs> Damn
0: it. All right. Well, guys, again, welcome to another great edition of Russell City. Uh we have some great things talk, uh, talking about here today on the show, including the G one special that took place over the weekend. And also, of course, Slammiversary. We'll also be talking a little bit about that. Oh, but guys, yes. You know, what an amazing G1 it was also for New Japan to a point that they even said, hey, the uh, reception that they received was so positive and so loving and so accepting that they want to come back and they will be back in 2018. They did not announce where they will be, but they will be back in 2018 for another New Japan Pro Wrestling event. And if it's anything like the G1 special, I could only imagine how better it's going to be next year. But before we start talking about that, we also have our special guest uh, here on the show today. He's a fellow Native American. I'm not talking about gimmick. I am actually talking about that he's an actual Native American. Uh, Carol Hawk will be on the show here later today with us. And, of course, member of the Arrow Club. Uh, another uh, Another member was Desi Dorada which we had here before on the show. And now we're going to have the second of three members of the Arrow Club on the show. Uh, So, but before we go on and talk to, uh, of course, Kyle Hawk later on, I have to talk to you first, Ray. Let's start talking business. What do you rather talk about, Slammiversary or the G1 special?
1: Oh, we have to, oh, God. It's hard to choose because it's either talking about fellow New Yorkers being on the card this weekend we talking about what was a triumphant G1 that I'm still pulling for. Hopefully, New York is their stop next year. <laughs> because once <laughs> they announce it's going to be a major city, either Miami, I believe they said Los Angeles again because they want to do next to PWG again. Or New York. I'm like, oh, they have to come to New York. Our crowd would be yeah. crazy for the G1. So I think we're going to move in. What's recent right now? The talk is everyone talking about Kenny Omega winning the United States IWGP Championship. As That's a matter of one, f- George.
0: Yeah, here's <laughs> the here's the funny part, Law. Here's the funny part, Ray. The 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 thing I don't understand is this: New Japan Pro Wrestling is the number one company in the entire United States, and and uh, well, and, and in the world, in my opinion, is pretty much the rival towards the WWE. It's the WWE of Japan. And finally, they've hit the United States. And people are already complaining of why is a Japanese company holding a United States championship? Okay, so let's ask the same question for WWE. Why is an American company holding a United Kingdom championship? Because they Uh, are...
1: Fans are always going to complain.
0: uh, But that's Uh. the thing. I, I'm just trying to open people's eyes. I'm not trying to bash your opinion or anything. I'm just trying to help you see the point. The point is is that they're not just saying it as, hey, here's a new championship. Let's strap it on somebody. It's for the purpose of marketing and business. Okay? They're trying to expand their business. Kenny Omega first started, of course, in the United States with Ring of Honor. Of That's course. where he got yeah. Yeah, that's where he got his following. And then all of a sudden, he transferred over to New Japan. He got a bigger following, and he stayed in Japan. So, by all means, what better first champion than Kenny Omega?
1: Of course. It's hey, the guy that he's the reason this show happened, actually. Kenny was the one that said, we have to branch out to this market, because he knows wrestling is so big in the United States that even so many Americans do follow New Japan for wrestling and have made this the next WWE. Because that's always been the talk, is that is New Japan that big that they can be called WWE's only real rivalry right now? Because they're the only company that access TV, New Japan World. They have everything that fans are always tuning in, and even when the show is like at 3 o'clock in the morning here in the States, we're still watching. (laughs) Yep. That's how big they've become, and and it's like... WWE has to watch out because New Japan is doing a lot that they're the talk of the town. Last night on Twitter, even Chase Owens was a tweet last night. A boy club member that you, you usually don't really, rarely see. And it's like, New Japan has done it that a guy like, uh, what was his name in WWE? I'm thinking of Juice Robinson. I can't remember what his name was in the WWE.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: well, even uh, though, he, he was that forgettable in the WWE, sadly, that... New Japan has made him into a megastar. He was, last night, one of the mid-carders that did everything that he needed to do and build that lineup that was like, Juice Robinson really pulled it off. And that's the great thing that Japan has done.
0: So let me ask you something, Mm right Now that you're bringing up Juice Robinson and, and, of course, the changing of the guard when it comes to New Japan and being a competition and stuff, two questions, actually. Question number one. Which, which match stood out for you the most in that whole G1 special? That's number one. And number two, who do you think is the better United States champion? Kenny Omega or Kevin Owens?
1: Ooh, which KO is better? Okay. Let me go with the easier question first. Out of both days, I think to me the best match had to actually be Cody and, Kenny, and Okada. This is nah, why, man. because the story nah. the story was so built, Cody being the ROH champion, doing this all now in homage to his father, it's like the story was built. Now the, the stories that they're trying to build is who is the real leader now? They're building on is Cody going to leave the Bullet Club or is Kenny basically getting pushed out? Which last night, if you saw that promo that Kenny gave, You can tell the Bullet Club isn't more united at the point. This point, they're right now, Bullet Club is taking over. They're the reason this special even happened in the U.S. So to me, this match told the story that Cody and Okada gave. Well, Meltzer is going to try to give it maybe a four and a half because it happened in the States. To me, this is a six, maybe even give it the seven stars, whatever. Whatever's Meltzer's highest rating, whatever that is. This match was good. It was a great story time match. Cody gave it all. It was something you don't see nowadays in, in wrestling, in my opinion. What was yours, George? Because I hear you already saying no and no in the background. No,
0: I, I, honest to God, I, I feel like not that it happens very often, okay, because New Japan, they know what they're doing. They they're, It's not sports entertainment for them. It's pure wrestling, okay? So I'm not going to say this is a WWE mistake on their And maybe it just surpassed him. I don't know. But I feel like they dropped the ball in something that could have been very historic with Cody Rhodes not just being the ROH champion, but the IWGP heavyweight champion. I feel like it's gotten to the point that Okada is looking like no one can beat him. It's to a point that... They're calling him the
1: Xena of New Japan.
0: Yeah, like, I... I, (laughs) Well, the thing is, is that it's like, bro, he's had two-hour matches with Kenny Omega, and then he's he went through a war with, of course, uh, Shibata, and then yeah. he, you got Cody Rhodes, and no one can beat him. Like, he received the stiffest headbutt that sent Shibata to the hospital. Alright? Yeah. And, and he still won. <laughs> so...
1: I'm not going to disagree I, that maybe they are booking him in a way that's like, Okay, now he is the Zena of New Japan, but that's the thing. It would have been too predictable last night if Cody Rhodes would have won. Because well, people are already was... saying, okay, that's going to be the marketing tactic. Make Cody Rhodes money. Holding both yeah, but... ROH and New, Japan, New Japan's world title.
0: Yeah, but Ray, let me, let me get this point here. Okada has not lost in God knows how long. Okay? Goldberg has at least lost. <laughs> okay? Okada yeah. has not even tasted an inch of defeat in a non-title match. That is the point I'm trying to make. Okada, no matter... You mean a title match,
1: because was... he's lost nine titles. He's felt that loss, But the thing is, when that title's on the line, Okada's not going to go down, which is what's necessary, because they're building him as his top champion. And it's, he's, what's interesting is that he's a tweener, though. Because at the same time, he can be that heel that's needed, but he's a face at the same point when he's going against boy club members. So it's like, yeah. you can never get what can you get from Okada, and at the same time, what I see New Japan building is, till so that next guy that comes, that's going to be someone that's going to be that name, that he'll finally dethrone the Rainmaker.
0: Well, point is, is this. I'm not bashing Okada uh, his style, his anything. Personally, I'm a huge fan of him, okay? I am not yeah. bashing him at all as a performer. I'm just saying, when is it going to be time? Because I've, I've already invested a lot of emotion on Okada, and yes, <laughs> I've invested emotion now on wondering when he's going to lose, same way as what they did with Goldberg. They're like, God damn it, when is this bald-headed man going to lose? Like, that's when everyone <laughs> was glued to the TV, saying, is this going to be you know the what's guy? Funny? Nope. That's
1: what Japan wants, though. Now they've made it, so it's now, it's a waiting game that you're going to watch and say, okay, this may be the day. Now I must watch it.
0: I want to
1: see is going to lose.
0: But, Ray, it's gone too far. <laughs> it's gone Has too far. Th-
1: because that's <laughs> the thing. It's been, it's been, tell me one thing, though. Has he had a bad match when that title's on the line?
0: Oh, definitely.
1: He's had... No. had... Huh? Go, George. No, I want to hear what, what's the bad match. Because I'm saying no, he's I... had the greatest rivalry with Omega. Last night with Cody... Not last night. on The night before when he had it with Cody, it was a match that even that told a perfect story. He's being a champion. He's holding it for so long, but he's doing what he needs to do.
0: Okay. Well, good point. Personally, you want to know my honest opinion on this matter? I fought... That out of all the people that he's faced, believe it or not, this is going to be coming off as a shock. But I thought that Shibata was going to be the closest one to possibly win the championship, and was I wrong?
1: <laughs> Ooh. That's, that's not, a, it's not a bad opinion because most people thought how Shibata is such a strong style opponent that he was going to be that guard to be like, okay. He's going to be able to be the new guard because he was also a member of the original team with Nakamura and all that. So it's like, okay, Shibata can do it. He's the next strong style king. But no, sadly, he fell to Okada as well. Sadly, right now, will Shibata ever wrestle again? We don't know. In a heartfelt effort, uh, but at least it was a good match. I actually thought different. My opinion, I actually thought Fale was going to take the title off of Okada.
0: Bad luck Fale
1: from the Bullet Club.
0: Uh, Like, basically, well, again, uh, personally, (laughs) uh, I feel like Okada one day, like, personally, I feel like one day we're going to see Okada and Omega 3, and this time for the United States, and of course, the IWGP Championships, and we're finally going to see a, well, not unification, but we're going to finally see Omega win the title that he so deserves, and that's the IWGP Heavyweight Championship.
1: Oh, of course, that's going to happen. Once three happens, I feel like this is a match. There must be a winner. There must be something decisive. And I'm sad to say it, Omega will be the guy to win that title from Okada. But I feel like it's going to be hard to pull out the story because they've already had two great matches. They've ended in the draw. They've ended with Okada on top. During this G1, everyone's like, oh, they're going to have their third match non-title. No, it needs to happen during a title match. It needs to be something that's going to end it all. That's how bad this rivalry is going to go to. But my opinion is it can't be gimmicky. It has to be a no. one-on-one something that ends it all and proves who's top in New Japan per wrestler. Because Omega's well, in that 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 name that the American that trashes New Japan, but at the same time, Okada's their ring bearer, their guy that He's representing the Japanese, and it's like they need to have something that's just a straight- up wrestling match No well, I'm, just,
0: I'm just telling you this right now. If Okada and Omega both had two-hour matches, the only thing that could top the one-hour match that they just had uh, you know recently at Dominion is a two-hour match. I'm calling it. If it happens, you have to admit I was right.
1: <laughs> that, oh, that's all God. I. To me, I actually think Wrestle Kingdom was better than their second match.
0: No, no, the second match was a lot better. Don't even, listen, let's (laughs) save that for another episode because we only got two minutes left before we get Kyle Hawk on here. But personally, uh, (laughs) before we go on, because I know you still haven't answered one question. Uh, My favorite match from the G1 special was Omega and Ishii. Uh, believe it or not. Uh, that match was by far so emotional. The, yep, the, the finals of the United States Championship. That match was phenomenal. It's told a story. I was into it emotionally. I even cried a little bit when Omega finally <laughs> won that championship. So basically I, I feel like that was the match of the night. Now if you ask me who's the better United States champion a, as far as Kevin Owens then and uh and Kenny Omega, here's my question to myself if that even makes any sense. If we're talking about character, Kevin Owens. But if we're talking about all of all around character and also wrestler, then I give it to Kenny Omega. So in that in that particular reason, oh. I will say Kenny Omega is the better United States Champion. Okay, this is a
1: hard question because Kenny's just held the title for one day. But all around <laughs> guy, I'll have to pick, I have to pick Kenny just because I'm a bullet... I'll, I'll admit it, I'm a Bullet Club mark. The Law likes the Bullet Club. I've, held, I've bought so many of their shirts. I'm sorry. Love gets paid uh, good, so he gets paid by the merch. But, uh, so, between those two, Kenny has just done more all around. With PWG, with ROH. Kevin Steen was a great independent wrestler as well, but Kevin now is becoming stale without having Jericho. Kenny, no matter what opponent you give him, if it's Michael Elgin, if it's Okada, if it's anybody, Kenny can tell that story. So,
0: yeah, agree. To
1: me, Kenny Omega is a better champion. For now, right. we have our guest coming in. So goodbye yep. and good night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that, and, and you hit the gavel. Anyway, let's go ahead and reach out to our special guest of the evening, the Aero Club member, and of course, Native American Kyle Hawk. Let's go ahead and reach out to him.
1: From one club to another. Here we go. Here we go.
0: Still can't believe you. You're Mark Burley. Just wait till I tell uh, tell this man of the arrow club that you're such a bullet club nerd. He's part huh. of the club. I think he'll he'll agree. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Uh, hello, Mr. Kyle Hawk. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, Mr. Hawk. How are you? Uh, this is George, and of course uh, Ray Ramundo from Russell City Radio. How are you, sir? <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with the audio on your uh, on my end or your end, uh, uh, Ray. Do you hear him by any chance? I, I'm sorry, Mr. Hawk.
1: Uh, no, it's breaking up. I can't bear, I can't hear him as much.
0: Okay, I just want to see. No, you sound very very low, sir. I don't know if uh, if we're on a Bluetooth or or what are we on, mm-hmm. but how about
2: now? Is that better?
0: Oh, yeah, a lot yes, better now, than yeah. you even shocked me. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Mr. Hawk? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good, good, man. Long time no talk. Uh, I haven't had you on my show in, in a little long time. Uh, it's nice to talk to you again.
2: Yeah, it's been, uh, I believe, two years. It was in Afghanistan, right?
0: Yes, sir. You actually uh, Skyped in from Afghanistan during, uh, I think, yep. you, were, uh, you were on duty on that time.
2: <laughs> yep, I was.
0: Yep, so but uh, and, and I know you still continue fighting for our country. How, how's that going for you, Mr. Hawk?
2: Oh no, man, I got out a year ago. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, I've been
0: out. <laughs> oh, not, well, you see, this is something that you and I are getting getting to know each other. It's like kind of like a rebirth, if you will. Wow, I just stole that. From yeah. Re-
2: wow, you did! You really did steal that from Dusty Rhodes.
0: Sorry, Dusty, love uh. you, brother.
2: It's <laughs> all uh, uh, Who who is the lovely guest that we have on the other line?
0: Uh, we have uh, of that course would be of, the uh, Ray Ramundo. Yeah, as uh, Red Velvet is not with us here today, she fell ill. Uh, and what a coincidence, or not coincidence? I'm sorry. What a bad luck for her that it fell on the Fourth of July week. Uh, that she fell ill uh, Of course by the way Red I know I haven't Mentioned you sorry Mr. Hawk for a quick Second but uh, Red if you're hearing This right now our wishes go out To you and we hope that you feel better and we Hope to talk to you next week uh, But basically uh, Yeah she's not going to be with us here Today Mr. Hawk uh, I have Ray Ramundo here the annoying Ray Ramundo as a matter of fact You you brought up uh, uh, Something for me to say he Was just mentioning how he's a mark for the Bullet Club, and I was saying, oh, just wait till this guy hears this because you're the you're one of three members of the Arrow Club.
2: Wow, he's a mark for the Bullet Club. Who isn't a mark for the Bullet Club these days? <laughs> well, it, it's I wish I member, could right? I wish I could be that mark for the Bullet Club. Just saying.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, there you go, Ray. Have, you uh... see, I stitched you out. I snitched two out. Uh, anyway.
1: Not even two minutes in the conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. So, Mr. Hawk, uh, before we continue, man, like since the t- last time that you and I talked, uh, again to bring it up, you were on duty in Afghanistan and uh, you were part of the the U.S. Army and all that ha- ha- all that stuff, and, and you basically kind of like gave your career a rebirth, if you if you will, or if I could say so. Uh, by even constructing the Aero Club with your family of Desi Dorada and Kyoto, uh, if, I meant, if I said that right. I'm sorry if I pronounced his name wrong. But basically, uh, what's going on? Uh, like, you definitely changed. You're in a lot better shape. Like, tell us what has changed. Um,
2: okay, so let's, let's rewind it a little bit. So we talked, we chatted in Afghanistan. That was about two years ago. Um, about a year later, I got out, uh, decided to pursue wrestling full time and actually, um, kind of make it into a job instead of a hobby. And in order to better myself and better my career, one has to, uh, lose weight. One has to work out. One has to, uh, take it very serious and, you know, get on a diet and stuff. And that's what I did. And, um, but i met my brother coyote it's coyote i don't know why everyone pronounces it wrong but it's funny please keep pronouncing it wrong it just makes it humors me but uh i met coyote i think 3 months before i deployed and uh we talked about tagging together but um at the time it just wasn't right and we 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 kind of like we we kind of always stayed in touch and had, and, and uh you know he was in Oklahoma. I was in Texas, and um, right when I came back and I got out, I, I messaged him. I said, "Hey, I got this idea." And at the time, yes, Bullet Club was big and everything. You know, uh, it was it was it was going really well and doing really well with AJ Styles, um, Luke Gallows, Carl, Carl Anderson, all them, and um, I just had in my imagination. I was like, "Man, Bullet Club needs." Bullet Club needs an arch and arch nemesis or, a, or an enemy. And I think I'm going to just be humorous and I'm going to start the Arrow Club. And sure enough, you know, everyone that I told about, all my friends and all my wrestling buddies said that was stupid and it's never going to do well. It's never going to do this and that. And So I pitched them the idea and this is what I wanted to do. And um, I didn't want to be traditional Native American. And I wanted it to be modern, I wanted it to be urban, and I wanted it to be edgy. And when I told Coyote that, he was all in from the start. He's like, I want it, I want to do it, let's do it. So, um, came up with the concept, came up with the gear, came up with the logo and everything else. And um, made it our own, pretty much. We just owned it. And um, decided to grow out my hair. So I started doing that. He decided to grow out his hair. And then um, we just started tagging and started showing people what we can do, and um, we found that uh, that brotherhood, and we've just been rocking it ever since.
0: And and mind you, not to say, of course, that you're not respect because I know you on a personal level too, Mister Hawk. You're one of the most respectful human beings I've ever met in the entire wrestling business. But basically, I, tr- I wanted to go ahead. Oh, no, I try. I
2: try very hard.
0: <laughs> well, no, I, I speak from the heart, man, because I've known you for a little bit over two years now. Uh, yes, I basically disappeared from social media, but, you know, I've known you for that long, and on top of that, you've been nothing but respectful towards me and the people who I have on this show, uh, whether it's a co-host or a behind-the-scenes person. So we really appreciate that. And, and, again, not to say that you're not, you know, respectful – But, like, how you were mentioning, you know, the traditional Native American in pro wrestling tends to be that guy that, you know, is respectful for the culture, per se. Like, how they respect the Native American culture. The last time I feel like we've ever seen a heel or edgy Native American uh, ever in the wrestling business was in Tatanka when he turned on, you know, Lex Luger and joined the million-dollar team. So... In this case, now in the new era with you being edgy and and a degenerate Native American with the Arrow Club, have you gotten any backlash on that? Uh yeah,
2: I've actually got like a quite a bit. Um not as bad as you think, but there's some things that I've done that um most people don't agree with. And and again, it's it's, uh, I don't know if you guys know this gentleman, um, his name is uh, Navajo Warrior, very, very well known. Um, like he told me, he gives us great advice and stuff too, but he told me, you know, you're not going to make everyone happy, you just got to keep doing what works for you and, you know, know that line that you can't step over or cross. And, um, and, and being native and being traditional and doing all that is very, very dear to me because again, that's the way I grew up and that's the way... I was brought up, and um, uh, and like you said, you know, like there's Native Americans again. Like I'm not knocking. I'm not here to knock on anybody. But my thing is, if you're doing a Native American or you're Native American and doing a Native American gimmick, then have respect for it. Be you know, learn your learn your heritage, learn your culture, learn learn uh, your your people's uh, language. You know, do all that good stuff, and don't just do it because you know all it's a native american gimmick no one else does it those are it's a dying it's a dying gimmick in wrestling no, you know don't don't do that it's it's just wrong and it's not fair and, and it leaves a bad taste in people's mouth i mean again if, if you're going to do the gimmick then do the gimmick but make sure you have you research it you know that's that's the only thing that i i ever ever to complain about um but as being as being a, a heel yeah it was uh it was the concept um do you guys remember when the pipeline incident happened?
0: Yes, I actually do. I, I remember that okay. very, very well.
2: So a part of me and Coyote and Desi, we were I was really mad and I was really upset and I was like, Man, how can the how can the government or how can these people, you know, take away our body of water, you know, on our on our land and our sacred land and you know, I kind of like thought about it, pondered and listened to people's opinions about it and I saw our wrestling buddies, you know, like, oh, these guys are making it a big deal and you know, they're 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 complaining about something stupid and that really took me off and I really like, man, we should just take back what's ours and we should just NATO should just, you know, say screw this and just go on a riot and then that's when it hit me and I was like, Wow, why don't that's that's our purpose. That is our purpose and that is our reasoning to form this hero club. And well, that is our, well, that's our modus.
0: Man, I remember like that pipeline incident was just yesterday because my, my, uh, my parents are, are one of those that are like glued on the TV, uh, like throughout everything, whether it was the pipeline or Donald Trump or, or Hillary Clinton or the Jeb Bush, I mean, sorry, the, uh, George Bush scandal or the, or the Bill Clinton, everything is news in this house. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> uh, what I wanted to ask you also in that case, because you brought up a good point, mind you, about people who go into the wrestling business, whether it be gimmick or not, uh, as Native Americans. You being an actual Native American, Mr. Hawk, alongside, you know, your Arrow Club, uh, I wanted to ask you for, like, and of course I'm not asking you to speak for all Native Americans, but for you in general. Like, obviously we've always had that situation of, of people who are acting like something they're not, you know, playing a gimmick of something they're not like something that they don't have any background in. You are not a gimmick. You are a native American through blood, but does it ever like get to you when you see these other guys come into the business and being a native American when truly they don't have any native American blood in them? Honestly. Yeah. And this
2: is just me. Cause I'm, I'm very upfront on blood. You know that. And, you um, know. Yeah, it it really does. It does upset me. It kind of makes me like, you know, hey, quit making us look stupid, or quit. We're not really like that, you know. Some of them portray it to be, you know, over the top and comical, or uh, portray it to be very, very, you know, dull, winded, and like kind of like a savage. And I'm um, again, I have met, met people like that. You know, that done that with uh, to us and against us. And, I've talked to them, like, hey, you know, you can't do that, man. Like, that kind of offends me. And you know, re- respectfully wrestling brother wrestling the brother, you know, like, let's not do that. Like, we're supposed to be portrayed in a positive manner, not a negative manner. You know, like, I'm, I don't, I don't cry when I when people litter on the land. I don't, I don't do stereotypical native crap. You know, like, that's, let's let's be adults and grow up. And you know, let's either find another gimmick you can do or. Or you know you can make it respectful. Either way, next time that happens, we're gonna have, we're gonna we're gonna work together in a ring, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna show you what what savage is really like. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. But I'm I'm greatly proud to say that I've never gotten to that point, which is good. I mean, everyone always you know, not do does the right thing, but they just you know they have that respect. It's like, oh man, I'm so sorry. And it's like, no, it's okay, man. You know, I get it. You know. You're new. You're you are new you you do not know what to do. Like you know, it's okay. It's okay. Let's just, let's just backtrack it, research it, make it a positive matter. So.
0: Well, well, mind you, like I I can disagree with you. You know, it's kind of like if someone came into the business acting like they're Latino when they're really not. You know, it's I completely see where you're getting at. Uh, but onto yeah. something a, a little positive here. Let, let let me bring this up because. I completely just remembered, now that we also talk, keep on talking about the Aero Club, one of your members, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, made it to the big time. She just me- had an appearance. One of, your sister, actually, Desi Tarada, made it to the WWE. She made a special appearance on WWE programming. Uh, I, I, I could only imagine the happiness that was going through your head that day and your heart just to see your fellow sister on TV. Uh, tell us how that went through, man. Um, so, it was kind of a surprise to both of
2: us, uh, uh, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't know until last minute, because, uh, I was, we thought we were all booked together, and she's like, I can't make it, and I was like, oh, okay, you have no booking? She's like, yeah, kind of important, so I was like, alright, whatever, you know, you go do your thing, I'm not gonna be upset, and the next thing you know, it's on the internet, and she's like, I couldn't tell you I'm so sorry." and we, you know, of course, like, we're not mad, like, Desi, come on, like, you're over there? She's like, yeah, I'm on... And she was so stressed out because, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this too, but she had an MMA fight, and it was the weekend after her WWE tryout. So, she was so, she was so, yeah, she was so scared and so, like, uh, so stressed and so overwhelmed, like, it was just ridiculous. That whole, those, I'm not gonna lie, those whole two weeks, I felt like I didn't sleep either. Like, I felt like I was with her the whole time. But... Like I told her in the tryout, you know, I was like, I'm proud of you. You know, just, just know that you're representing us and whether you make it or not, you know, whether you get signed, you, you made it, you actually made it and you showed that our people are not forgotten and we're not, we're still here. And she's, she cried. And I was like, you know, just just know that, you know, give it all your best, give it your hundred percent. I know how you are, Desi. You're, you're a machine. If, you, if you've seen her, if you haven't seen her, God, she got in so much great shape for this tryout. And, um, sure enough, she did the tryout. She kept in. She didn't quit. She did all, I think, four or three days, wherever long it was. Um, uh, she heard a lot of positive feedback. And, uh, you know, hopefully they give her a call and she gets the call up and gets to go on another path or another journey.
0: Well, our wishes and our prayers are with Dusty. Uh, of course, we're huge fans of her work. And again, uh, we had her here on the show. As a matter of fact, Desi was the uh, the icebreaker uh, of the Aero Club when it came to our, our return to the to the radio world. And then came you. And then, of course, uh, we're just gonna keep on rolling with it. But basically, I, I wanted to also tell you, uh, you're no no stranger to to a basically hell of a start in your or a hell of a start in your rebirth of your career per se because you got in the ring just recently with pro- possibly the most respectful family or one of the most respectful families in the wrestling business in the Von Erichs the aero club got in there with the Von Erichs it, it went on to feud with them this is a family that went on to feud with the legendary hall of famers the of course the uh, oh my god now my mind went blank <laughs> Uh God I hate the fabulous free burst, thank you. Uh basically uh tell us what's going on what was going on in your because Kyle, I could only imagine you growing up watching these guys and saying, Oh my god, they're so great and then fast forward a couple of years and you're in the ring with them.
2: Yeah, um we actually met Marcel and Ross at oklamania last year. Uh they came down to do the meet and green, do the uh uh, the Oklahoma Royal Rumble, uh, the one that Hacksaw Jim Duggan won. Uh, we met them, and uh, again, we were, we were. this is when we were just uh, writing stuff down about the Aero Club and what we're going to do, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, how we're going to portray it. And, you know, we, we talked to them about it, um, and, you know, we told Ross and Marshall, you know, hey, you know, we want to do a few of you guys, we want to work you guys, you know, it's going to be fun. And, of course, like, the cool, cool guys that they are, and, like, the most, the most, I've, I've met a lot of respectful people in my life, but I've never met people like Ross and Marshall. Um, God, they're just on a different level of respect, man, and, and they're so humble, like, they're very, very humble, and that's so awesome and, and, and nice. It's just, they're, you know, they know their family's name, they know their family's legacy, but they're just one of the boys, and, you know, they're, they're not high-strung, they're not high-maintenance, they're not, you know big headed or egoed out, it's just so awesome and of course they're like, Yeah, we wanna work you guys, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know, a year later, it's like, hey, you guys are wrestling the montanerics and it's like, oh crap. All right, cool. And we're gonna do it in Ardmore. And it's like, oh okay, let's let's do this and sure enough, you know, when they came in that first day when we walked in, you know, in Ardmore, Oklahoma, gave us big old hugs, met their wives and met their, you know, the people that sell their merch and Met, met, met everyone and you know like we just I, I just felt that instant chemistry right away and I felt that that happiness that brotherhood and um a lot of people don't know this but um that night in Oklahoma if you guys haven't watched it it's on YouTube all four matches and tag matches are on YouTube uh Arrow Club versus the bon Eric please watch them on please like them share them everything anything you guys can do um that, that match, the first match that we had, they beat us for the Total Championship Wrestling belt and the uh, Imperial Wrestling Revolution belt, all in the same night. And to me, it's like you know, that's cool, whatever you know. But to me, a belt's a belt. It's the person who makes the belt that's what makes the belt. But I didn't realize this, but that was a big deal, and that was really a big honor for us to do. Um, because that is the first ever tag team championships the boys ever won in their whole career. And that, that to me just like blew my mind because, you know, the whole, we all know the story with the family, you know, the Von Air Curtis, you know, what happened to the brothers, you know, like et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, Kevin, you know, raising the boys and the boys, you know, carrying on that family legacy name for them to win the belts and do that. Just, you know, it, it turned things way around. It made them, you know they're already stars, but it made to me, it made Kevin and Marshall their own legacy. Like they were they weren't just doing their uncle's and father's name and their grandfather's name anymore. It was now Marshall and Ross Vaughn Eric's time. You know what I mean? And the the eight and again each match that we had with them, each tag match just got better and better. It just it out it outweighed the last one. And to me, I, I always I hate doing that. Like I hate having the same match or working the same person because I always think that if you work them the first time, it's always there's the first time's always gonna be the greatest. You you can't ever out outperform or outdo the the first time because always the second match it's always gonna be blah. But for some odd reason, the first match was great. The second one was better. The third one was greater than the fourth one was epic and I'm pretty sure you know if we work them more and more it's going to keep getting better and better
0: so basically with that being said like do you feel because I know like how you were just mentioning with the Von Erich family and the Von Erich curse uh you know the original Von Erichs the the original brothers they had that long-lasting feud with the Fabulous Freebirds that to this day is one of the most popular feuds in wrestling history uh, and now, with you, of course, growing these historic matches with the current von Eriks, do you feel like you want to establish a, a legacy like the von Ericks and freebird series do, do you want is that one of your to do things or or is that a current job you're working on now?
2: uh yes, actually my goal i you know me I like to do stuff that never that has never been done before. Or hasn't been done in a long time, right? So... Yeah, definitely. W- what I want to do is I want to do stuff that hasn't been done and and, and makes people want to come. And honestly, it feels like, if you watch the matches and stuff, it feels like that whole time, that whole two weeks that we wrestled them and did that feud, it felt like the territory days. It, it literally felt like, wow, Like I feel like back in the old days. It's, it's great. It's awesome. And... Honestly, my my goal is, as Arrow Club, as, you know, the founder of Arrow Club, my goal is to end it in a, in a Von Eric way. Have the have all three members of the Von Ericks, it doesn't matter if it's Lacey or Kevin, against three members of the Arrow Club, whether it be Desi or Tatanka or an Navajo Warrior, I don't care. I just want to end the feud like that. I want it to go out with a bang and something so different that hasn't been done because, believe it or not, Three Von Erichs have never been in the ring in Texas in 20 years. It's been 20 years since that that has ever happened.
1: Huh.
0: That that would be phenomenal. I could only imagine how how packed that whole entire arena would be just to witness that because the Von Erichs made their name in Texas. Exactly.
2: And to And again with the Freebirds, you know, they had great chemistry the Freebirds in Texas and a good draw and stuff. And now I think now that we laid that the foundation of Aero Club versus the Mont I think a lot of people have been turning their heads and a lot of like, wow, this is kinda of like the Freebirds. I'm like, Yeah, we're better than the Freebirds though. We're Aero Club. We're native. And again, it's like it's the modern day cowboys against the urban Native Americans. Because if you look at the if you look at the Mont-Eriks, they're modern. They're modern cowboys,
0: they're modern Texans. That would be freaking phenomenal because, as a matter of fact, funny story that I was actually uh, reading a article on an interview that Mordecai had, uh, Kevin Page, uh, or Feige, yeah. uh, so, uh, That he had just recently, and he was mentioning how he and Vince created the Mordecai gimmick, and how it was supposed to headline or one of the headline matches for WrestleMania twenty one. It was supposed to be Mordecai versus the Undertaker, but this time it was the man wearing black that was being cheered, and the guy wearing white that was being booed. So yes, you're completely right as far as the modern day cowboys in the Von Erichs versus the Indians, and in, of course in the Aero Club. Now, it was funny, and again, it's funny how the tables turn in that situation too, because the fans are cheering for the people that you least least expected. They're cheering for the Cowboys instead for the Indians. So it's like well, it's it's phenomenal what you guys are doing. Just trying,
2: man. Like I, like I said, my goal is to my goal is to call out Kevin Warrior, call out their dad and make the boys wrestle with their dad. That's my goal.
0: So, one last question I have uh Uh, basically, you know, that I have for you here, Mr. Hawk, before I turn it over to Ray Ramundo. Uh, Of course, you are working on this great, great feud, uh, of course, with your family and their family, which is phenomenal. But let's let's call a spade a spade. Eventually, every feud ends. Is there any family, any legendary family, any legendary group in this world of professional wrestling that you also wanna get your eyes on and say, I want the Aero Club to step in the ring with them.
2: It's not a family, it's a faction. It's in Japan and I want the Bullet Club. I wanna call out <laughs> Kenny Omega. I wanna call out I wanna call out Cody Cody Rhodes, I wanna call out Marty Scroll, I wanna call out the Young Bucks, I don't care
1: <laughs> who
0: it is, whether
2: it, even if it's the Gorillas of Destiny, I don't I don't care. I want Bullet Club versus Aero Club.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, I, I can only imagine the chance that will be going on for that match. <laughs> that, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. I, man, <laughs> I'm so wow. like becoming a fan of that right now. I'm speechless. So let me go ahead and, and uh, try to find my tongue because I, I it, according to me, I can't even talk. So, Ray, the microphone is all yours. Kyle, thank you so very much for answering me. Uh, All my questions. I really do appreciate your time again, man. From man to man, thank you very much for coming back on. But
1: Ray, it's all yours, brother. Uh, Thank you, George and Kyle. Again, it's a pleasure to speak with you. Wow, George has left me with a with a high pedestal to go after. So, okay, how do I start? My first question has to be: Is what's your reasoning to get into this business of wrestling?
2: Uh, that's actually a really really good question man um like i tell everyone and anyone I'm here to help better the business i'm help i'm here to help change the business in a good direction in a good way and i'm also more importantly i'm here to just have fun and make money and you know do do positive things again i'm not here to you know to get an ego or say i'm the best you know i' I'm, I'm, I'm here to I'm here, to, I'm here to make a name for myself that's that's the real honest
1: question or an honest answer sorry. no problem perfect that's a very great answer it's very humble it's what's needed in this business because so a lot of guys do say they just want to make just be that egotistical and just say oh I just want to be the best but it's, at the end of the day it is about making your name and making something different doesn't. speaking of the business though what was that one match you can say though that made you start getting into wrestling and liking this business so much
2: Uh, it would have to be TNA, uh, I think it's unbreakable, 2005, the triple threat for the X Division with Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, and AJ Styles.
1: Ooh. That was a remarkable match, and I guess a great start, too, started liking wrestling. Something that does leave a mark on anyone. But especially you with this team of the Aero Club, it is interesting you do mention the Bullet Club, and you wanted to start that war with them. Would you say you modeled your style on any side of the Bullet Club, their style, that guerrilla warfare, that style of them just wanted to be that ruthless in the ring? Uh,
2: yeah, our style savage. We have savage style. We have native style. Like, that's that's our thing, like... I I think we would be more aggressive towards them, and I think we'd have the upper hand because again, it's it's I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard to it's hard to say actually now that I think about it because again, it's, it's Kenny Omega, it's Cody Rhodes, the Young Buck, Grills and Destiny, and you know they have a lot more other people. Marty Scrolls, you know it's it's that ROH style, you know, and I think we can. But the way I think we can take them is we can adapt to their style because we
1: know how to
2: adapt, and that's.
1: That's the unique thing about us. Mm. Well, companies need to listen now and start booking this match because it's already just me and George are going nuts thinking about it. The
0: Ray, can I interrupt
1: enjoy. you for one second?
0: Just for one second. I, oh, I sure. need to ask you this because I got to steal this from Vince McMahon, man, because I love the, the conversation you're having with Ray right now, but I have to insert this question now that the, the fire is there. You know, Vince McMahon always tends to ask, what can you bring me? This is what I need. What can you bring me? So, basically, I'm asking this. Obviously, the wrestling world, and Mr. Hawk, probably you can vouch for this, uh, or maybe you can, I don't know. You're a worker. I'm not. So, you tell me if I'm wrong or right. But the wrestling world needs more tag teams. And And right now, I feel like it's just random pairings that we've been seeing In the WWE. Now, obviously, the Indies does have your big racial fans. And and really, I feel like tag teams is necessary everywhere around the world. So, but my question is, what can the Arrow Club give us to make you guys that tag team to stand out among other tag teams?
2: Simple. We can bring Native America.
0: Huh. Yeah, because that's one fi- that's one question that I even steal from Vince McMahon because that's what Vince McMahon asked Kevin Beach. He said, what I don't I have enough tag teams. I need single competitors. What can you bring to the table and sell me on it? And I and Kevin gave a great speech about the Mordecai gimmick and et cetera, et cetera, a- and basically I wanted to ask you the same thing, you know not saying that I'm Vince, I'm nowhere near Vince. But basically, even I'll probably be Vince McMahon in my dreams, and that's if I could even. But basically, uh, that's what I wanted to ask you. What can the Aero Club bring to the world of professional wrestling? What can the Aero Club bring to tag team wrestling? We
2: can bring something that hasn't been done before or hasn't been done yet. We can bring something that's unique and something that's so different that people are going to gravitate and latch on there hasn't, there's never been a Native American tag team in uh, New Japan Wrestling, ROH, uh, TNA, or WWE. There, a matter of fact, there hasn't been a heel faction that's Native American in WWE, TNA, New Japan, or Lucha Underground, or even AAA. By that fact, there's never been anything or anyone like that. Hell, like like you said, when Tatanka sold out for the Million Dollar uh, Man. But turn on Lex Luger, yeah, that was cool. But, again, that wasn't Tatanka's thing. Tatanka was so loved and so over by the fans. They couldn't boo a Native American. They couldn't boo an Indian. You know, like, they love Tatanka. The but now whenever we come to the ring, whenever we, we're, we're getting booed left and right. Because, And also, with this generation, that, that I think that helps us, too, is that everyone feels entitled. Everyone feels like they're owed something. But in all reality, we're the actually the ones owed and we're the actually the ones that are that are entitled to everything and anything. Those belts, those are ours. Those are our belts. We were here first. And a lot of people don't like that. They don't like the truth and they can't hear the truth or can they handle the truth? So again, I can we can bring that to the table. We can bring something that hasn't been seen. And that's the honest truth. Like what name a faction that has has a female in it. That's a dominant female by it by that any matter. Name
0: one. <laughs> right now, I can't
1: name one except LAX. <laughs> well, All right, I'll
2: get, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Sorry. I, I'm like, well okay, okay, no, no, no. It, you're right. LAX. All right, let's cap you off that. LAX, LAX is the only group faction that's Latino, that's Hispanic. They're bringing back their their Hispanic culture. They're doing something that's unique, something that the Latin, the Latin, um, or the Hispanic culture can gravitate to. That's probably why one of the reasons why TNA is so, so, uprising right now a little bit is because of that group and that faction because it's something different and
0: unique. Definitely. Well, there's a fan that's in the chat room that says also. Sanity with Nikki Cross, but here's the, if if you could give me your, your permission to to say something about that. The the point that Kyle's trying to make is the point is of people with a heritage behind them. Like, nothing yeah. against, nothing against Sanity. Uh, like, I get your point, fan, but uh, Sanity is just a group of lunatics with a whole bunch of background stories of this guy's from here, that guy's from there. Well, Kyle is... Trying Sanity, to yeah,
2: is, Sanity, like you said, Sanity is a tag team that was brought, like, that was just died brought in. It's like, oh, let's take back like, Sheamus and Cesaro. I'll, I'll give you a great example. Let's put Sheamus with Cesaro and see what they can do. Exactly what Sanity is. Yes,
0: yeah, Eric Young, so
2: Mickey Storm. Yeah,
0: and, and that's what Go I'm trying to say. Like, Kyle Hawk is trying to make this... Like, I'm understanding your point, Kyle. Like, that you're trying to look for a group, hence why you say LAX, yes, because their background is Latin. You know, in your case, yeah. you're Indian. So, I get your – I'm getting your, your point. I'm getting your question. So, now a lot of people are trying to say, all oh, Sanity and and LAX. For the people saying LAX, yes, you're right. Again, Kyle is not That one does defining. work, but it's
1: like Kyle's question was, though, with that woman aspect of actually being dominant and Sanity – She's kind of separating herself already. You see that separation in the group with LAX, DeMonte, or Angel Rose, whatever you want to call her. She's still united in that group, and she's a dominant force in her own right. So like with the Arrow Club, she's still, with you guys together, the unity is there. With Sanity, it's kind of like they're all separated, but just they're a team or a faction.
0: Completely agree. Uh, and, and again, uh, like, I'm not I'm not denying you fans what you're saying. I'm not denying that you're right or wrong. I'm just trying to get to the point of Kyle, what he's trying to say, that he's saying find a faction of someone with heritage behind them with a woman in it. Like, uh, basically, again, that's why I'm saying that's why he even gave credit to LAX, because of the Latino heritage. And now, uh-huh. again, he's get. He, and, of course, you have – the Arrow Club, which is, uh, you know, Native American heritage. But when you mention Sanity, yes, you're right. Nikki Cross is a huge female powerhouse. We all saw her in NXT last week in the last Women Standing. But that is not the point of the question. But I have to agree, Nikki Cross is scary. And I would always love to see Nikki Cross versus Jesse one day. I'm just saying.
2: Yeah, and I want to thank George for clarifying that, too. <laughs>
0: Uh, you're you're welcome, Mr. Hawk. But but basically, uh, Ray, I'm sorry for interrupting you, man. Go on with your conversation. I apologize.
1: No problem, no problem. Okay, now for my next question for you, Kyle, it has to definitely be with you mentioning that in wrestling. We haven't seen anything with the Native American background since the days of Satanka. Would you say that Satanka was someone that you looked up to to be able to inspire this gimmick and this style that now has finally been rebirthed in wrestling nowadays.
2: Uh, yeah, Tataka was a big, huge part of it. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but he's in Arrow Club, too, as well.
0: And now you just oh, made that's me that's
1: very interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Because I'm thinking he may have seen it, he may have been able to approve of it. I, I'm not. I wasn't aware that he's actually a part of it as well.
2: That's yeah, he's actually... The uh, first one that I tagged with in San Antonio, Texas, for River City Wrestling, uh, I showed him the idea, and he just gravitated and lashed onto it and said, hey, let's go run with it. And I said, okay. So every time he comes into town or whenever he's booked in San Antonio, we always – it'll be – we call him him our elder. We don't call him grandpa. We call him elder. (laughs) So whatever our elder – whatever whatever – yeah, whenever our elder comes into the reservation, then you know, you know, you know, things is gonna pick up, and it means business.
1: Well, there you go. You need that. You need that veteran in the team. If that bull club war does come into play, he'll lead in the battle, definitely. Yep. With all the companies you've mentioned as well, with New Japan, with the WWE, ROH, TNA, my big question has to be to you: What is your end goal in this business? Other than that war with the Bullet Club, what's
2: that end brand or company you would want to work for? Um, I just want to work for the people that want to use us and utilize us and show what we can what we can do. And again, if it's New Japan, let's go to New Japan. If it's WWE, then let's go to WWE. If it's ROH, cool. PNA, it's awesome. Let's go. Um, again, like we just want. We just want to show people what we
1: can do. That's all it is. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. So you're just ready to go. No matter what company gives that call, you're just just waiting to be able to put it down and show what the Aero Club can do. Great way to Thank see much. it. Great way to see it. The open slout is there. So to Vince, to so up in Connecticut, to anybody that's listening, to Jeff Sheridan Global Force, because now, from what, what I'm hearing, that's what's being rebranded as. It may be Global Force now. So you may have to go global and get the Aero Club all the way over there. But hey, again, I commend you. Thank you again for this opportunity, Kyle, to speak with you. George, I'm done from here. Back to you, brother.
0: Thank you. Thank again. you very much. Mr.
1: I, Huggs, good luck to the Aero Club.
0: Thanks, all man. Well, I greatly appreciate that, man. Hey, I have to ask another last question before you go, Mister Hawk. You know, keep you asking, Tatanka, keep asking. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, man. Uh, you you mentioned Tatanka being your elder. Uh, of course, we know about your two other uh, Aero club members. Just hypothetically speaking, but you know the bullet club. Not to keep on mentioning them, but they keep on growing. They keep on adding members per se. Uh, and I know the elite. For you guys, will always be you four, you know. So let me ask you this: anyone that you have your eye on, Native American wise, that you would like to join in the Aero Club in the future?
2: We actually have five people. It's uh, it's Tatanka. It goes from Tatanka, who's the chief, and then we got Navajo Warrior, who's uh the second in command, and then it's. Me, then it's Joe, then it's Desi. It well, there's actually five people in this group.
0: Huh. Well, you guys are the elite, basically. Is there anyone that, any kind of Native American that, again, because I know you keep your eye on all these people that come into the business with a Native American look or gimmick or background, and et cetera, uh, anyone that you've had your eye on to say, hey, maybe he can join or she can join the Aero Club in the future?
2: um yeah we've had an eye on a couple of people there's uh wild horse in las vegas he's pretty cool um again we we i I don't mean to sound bad i don't want to sound negative but we kind of just right now we're happy with what we got right now and we want to just keep it that way because we don't want to overdo it become the nwo where everyone joins you know what i mean but uh, i know i know people retire and i know people get hurt and you know, you gotta have it's like a football team, you gotta have your your uh what do you call 'em? Your your uh your, second string uh, people, you know.
0: Yeah. The your your but reserves. again
2: Yes, but again, like I, I would never ever call anybody second reserves or be like, Oh you guys are second best. Again, Aero Club it has is just a one everyone has a certain purpose and everyone has their certain uh unique ability in the group that portrays it and it makes it special. But, again, getting back, uh, there's Apache Assassin, who's in Florida. Um, he's really good. I love his work. I love his mohawk. Um, we got, in case Desi does get signed, uh, we, we got, I've been looking at a couple of females. I'll give a shout-out to them. Uh, Justine Silver, who's in California right now. And then uh, Renee Michelle, who's in, I think, Washington, and she's been going on tours in Japan. She's very well known. Um, other than that, I mean, those are the only three, four people that I've considered and have scouted out. So,
0: well, that's a good list of people. I have to say, uh, very, very accomplished people in this business. Uh, Justin Silver, I've known for a very long time when she wrestled here in South Florida. Uh, you know, again, Renee Michelle, uh, very, very popular woman, you know, like you mentioned toward Japan. Uh, Apache Assassin also very popular here uh, So a lot of people that you mentioned I know very very much about hopefully one day in the future I could have them here on the show as well, but basically uh, You know mr. Hawk. I, I, I'm, cu- I'm cutting the interview a little short here uh, We're actually running very close to my time period here So I'm gonna start cl- uh, closing down because I have about 10 more minutes on the show here today uh, on the server But before you go, I want to make sure that I plug all your stuff, especially your Arrow Club shirt, because I'm I'm waiting for one paycheck where I could finally use, you know, some money in order to purchase an Arrow Club T-shirt. So basically, guys, let's go ahead and do some plugs. Uh, Mr. Hawk, how can they follow you on social media? How can they uh, follow the Arrow Club on social media? Where can they purchase Arrow Club merchandise and where can they catch you next live?
2: Um, uh, so I'm a lamo and I only have Facebook on social media. Yes, I know I gotta get a Twitter and an Instagram. As soon as I get it up and running, I'll let you guys know, but you can follow me on Facebook at Kyle Hawk. You can follow my brother at Chickasaw Warrior on Facebook. You can follow my sister at Desi Dorado on Facebook. Uh, their Twitter handle names for Desi Dorado is the Body Sliming, uh Queen, I believe. Uh, for Coyote is Coyote Joe. Um, uh, you can also follow us at Arrow Club on Twitter. Uh, you can also uh, please add us and like us on our Aero Club page in Facebook. Uh, for wrestling merch, we're getting a, we are going to get an Aero Club T-shirt uh, website up and running here pretty soon. So that way, you guys, we know you guys have been asking. Uh, we, we could they can buy them online. So we're going to give that to you. We're going to give the people what they want. So as soon as we get this up and running, we'll plug it on our Facebook and Twitter and everything and everything around social media. Jorge, um, hey, give me your address, and I will send you an Arrow Club t-shirt for helping us do these podcasts and helping us get our names out. So no free of charge, just give me your address. And last but not least, uh, uh, I will be in Hutchington, Kansas this Saturday. Uh, for Total Action Zone Wrestling. And then the weekend after that, I will be in... Well, Joe and I, Coyote, Coyote Joe and I will be in... Um, we'll be in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. So, and I believe our sister will be in California, I think. I'm not sure where, but I think somewhere in California. But uh, please like us, please follow us, please add us. Again, we love our fans, we love you guys. Um... Buy our merch because it's super awesome, and it 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 helps. Nate helps you guys. Plus, you guys owe us. You guys you guys need to buy our merch. You guys owe us for all the <laughs> bad things you did.
0: As a matter of fact, I've been telling Desi for uh, since uh, I interviewed her. Hey, I need to purchase my Arrow Club T-shirt because I just love the colors, man. It really pops. I swear, like you can wear it to the mall, and people will as literally ask people. Where do you get that shirt? Because if, it, it, like, just looking at it on you guys, it pops. And I'm not trying to sound like a, a super fan here. I'm just trying to be honest <laughs> to, uh, uh, to God here. It, your shirt just pops out, man. Man, you're about
2: you're about you're, about, you're kind
0: of I have
1: to get
2: one of those man. I was gonna <laughs> I was just gonna, gonna say one you're
1: one kind get...
2: of sounding you're kind of sounding like that bullet club mark, Jorge. So I'd be careful. You're you're stringing on that that thin line, bro.
0: Hey, 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 hey! Listen, don't, don't, don't be trying to uh, say that about me because then I'll come out of retirement and face the Arrow Club. Who right. am I kidding? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't, I don't want to scalp you, man. But then again, I can not scalp you because you don't have any hair. So,
0: but anyways, moving on. Oh, uh, 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 uh,
1: screw, <laughs> screw you, man! <laughs> anyway. You're on your own, George. I'm not, I'm not taking this war. <laughs> the right, well, of this one. I'm sorry
0: uh, hush you alright well Mr. Hawk thank you so very much I, I like less than uh, 10 minutes so uh, thank you very much for your time I'll message you soon alright alright sounds good
2: man and to all the fans thank you guys for listening to this please share it please like this podcast interview show and all the upcoming future shows man this guy's a good man and uh, please go into the shows and please keep Doing what you guys do. We love you all.
0: And we love you, Mr. Hawk. Thank you so very much for, for everything. I really appreciate it. Anytime, Thank brother. Thank you again. All right, Thank bye-bye. you. Bye. All right, guys. That was Kyle Hawk of the Arrow Club. What an honor to speak with him. I, again, it's been two wow. years since I've spoken to him. Uh, it, it, it's always a good thing to always speak to a person like him. Uh, he's very humble. He's very honest, very down-to-earth you know, Cedra, Cedra, and, and I just love the guy. Um, Definitely a very humble
1: guy. That was, that was great. That was a great interview. Hey,
0: hey doesn't BCW need a uh, rowdy faction? Just saying. Hmm.
1: Mm. Well, with just, all the companies in New York, well, either one of the companies I'm with right now, it can be BCW, it could be Capital Wrestling, which will both be running on the 29th. Hopefully they're not attacked by an arrow club, because an arrow uh, is always around.
0: (laughs) Well, I got to say this. You know, there's a certain group of individuals who are degenerates in your state. And maybe it takes a couple of, uh, you know, scalping to get them fixed. And I'm talking about the (laughs) House of Gangon.
1: Ooh.
0: You know, the House of Gangon. Well, they have all the gold right now. That's what and I'm have saying.
1: Old, that HOG World title, the HOG Crown Jewel or Elite, because I'm not sure what Anthony Gangone is going to call it. I'm just going to call it the Unified Championship because I don't want to get attacked by the House of Gangone. It's five of them. It's one of me. <laughs> well, uh, maybe an aero Club House of Gangone brawl. You never know. Whatever company wants to bring in them. I know here in New York we have – so many companies that that could bring them in. I know July 29th, there's so many shows running over here that, hey, Arrow Club, come on down to New York City. Come on down to New Jersey. Whatever you want to do, New York wrestling is where it's at. Look at LAX. There's what they started. Guys like Ortiz, Santana, they were here. Homicide. Hey. New York is where it's well, at. This tri-state area. That's what the law well, is. <laughs>
0: Well, that's that's all I could say. You know, how's the gang going, Arrow Club? Just saying, just saying. But uh, well, and, that's and, gonna
1: be an HOG booking.
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> just saying. I'm just. Uh, as a matter of fact, people are saying we want to see it happen. Uh, and even Lorraine uh, uh, says yes, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> well, that's gonna be a uh, booking. That's gonna need to be. With the Amazing Red and Brian XL, if you're hearing this, I guess, Aero Club out to Gangone, maybe? Gangone's looking maybe. for anything else because he has a problem with the Amazing Red at this moment. High intensity stakes that will happen on August 18th. Ugh. Gangone has his hands full. You never know what's going to happen.
0: Yep, and <laughs> again, that, I'm just saying because, you know, hey, people are asking for it. That's all I'm hmm. saying.
1: But oh man, very uh, humble guy. He says he wants all the championships, he's earned them. Let's see what happens.
0: Yep, so going on because we, we're running on very short time here, so let's try to do this as quick as possible. Slam anniversary, what an event that was last night! Uh, uh you oh know, my we God. know, Alberto El Patron winning both the Global Force and Impact Wrestling Championship. As we all know, uh, you know, over the weekend, as a matter of fact, they announced that basically Impact Wrestling is now going to go under the GFW banner. Uh, it's still going to keep the name Impact Wrestling. That's going to be the name of the show. But it's going to be Global Force Wrestling Presents Impact Wrestling. So basically, GFW is now the owners of Impact, uh, hence Jeff Jarrett. And a lot of people saw that coming. Uh, wh- what do you think yeah, about that's what
1: this? Yeah, I was going to say that wasn't surprising because once Jared came into play, I'm like, okay, this is going to become global force. It's finally time. Once the title started to come out of Sienna winning the women's title, having LAX win that tournament for the global force title. And then Alberto winning the global force title from Magnus. And now this unification between him and Lashley, I'm like, okay, the global force banner is coming back. And it's interesting to see that now they're trying to really get away from that banner because, once the Hardys left and started to diminish Anthem and what impact it came, they do want to rebrand themselves and have that clean slate. But last night's anniversary was a great event. I was happy to see guys like Alberto Patron win the world title. Guys like LAX being my boys from here in New York, Santana and Ortiz, aka UIFBL, no matter what you know, they're from here in New York. And it's like it's a proud moment to see so much – of the Latin heritage dominate. So it was great to see Slammiversary had an awesome show from the tag match with Abyss with Turnigan Sharkboy, which was interesting. It was all-around great show. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. There's a replay. It's online. It's anywhere. Get your computer. Get your phone. Get something. Watch Slammiversary. Watch a great show. Watch G1. That was another great show. This weekend was Wrestling Persona Park
0: top to bottom. Like, t- to be honest with you, when was the last time you ever saw so many pay-per-views or specials, per se, in one weekend for pro wrestling?
1: Uh, I would say SummerSlam weekend. <laughs> That's when you see everything. Which, luckily, Smart. it's here in New York, so I'm going to have a busy week. ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I have no, about then, five what?
1: shows happening in one week.
0: Well, so, you know... Listen, at least these blast events had better names than Great Balls of Fire,
1: okay? Yes, I went. Oh there. God! At least it <laughs> didn't look like an actual penis for their poster. It was a good poster. Uh-huh. It had wrestlers. It didn't have a symbol. No one, uh-huh. no one
0: mentions that. This is a PG-13 show, man. <laughs> and it, you wanted to a drink of- a
1: beer during the show? God. Uh-huh.
0: No one knows this. No one one knows this. No one knows this. That is a medical term. Uh,
1: Hold on. I did not mention it in any other.
0: our, Our COO has just called in, and I have to complain to her. Why she brought you back on the show, Lorraine? Yes. Why did you sign this man on a red velvet sick day when you know how much he asks for? Well, I did it to get on your nerves. <laughs> Lorraine, you want to be demoted <laughs> to janitor?
1: Uh, good luck. Wait,
0: what's, this, what's my assistant? What's my assistant giving me here? Hold on, hold on. What is this, Lorraine? When the hell did you add this to your contract? There's an ironclad onto your contract that I can't even demote you or fire you. What the hell is this? You know what? I'm so tired of this. I'm walking out. I'm done. I'm so done. You know what, guys, for everyone here on Russell, you know what, Lorraine? You close off the show.
1: Goodbye. From everybody here at Russell City Radio, have a great 4th of July. Take care keep listening we love
0: you don't be stealing my stuff good night folks
1: see you guys next week (laughs) thank
0: you all for joining us remember to come back next monday at 6 p.m right here on block talk radio and get your dose of reality check Damn that Lorraine! Who the hell does she think she is? Uh, thinking, going at it. But, uh, damn it! This coffee's too hot. Damn it! I just spilled it on myself, and now I look like I pissed my pants. Really?
2: God.